0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. How are you? How is your week going? Huh? Are you where you want to be in life? Do you know I keep seeing people saying the summer is almost over? It is not almost over. The fucking summer ends. I would keep having to look at oh, ends on like September 21st. It's not almost over. You have a fucking long time. So last day of summer. Here we go. So it's this 22nd of the 21st day of summer. Monday Sept 23rd. Michael Jordan 23. Tell all those people to stop. Stop fucking harshing the mellow, man. Just because football starts, just because the kids go back to school. Are you a professional football player? Are you still in school? That fucking summer's still going then. Don't you dare put your boat away. Hey, 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 you don't fucking put the grill away. Who puts a grill away? Whatever the fuck you do with your grill. All right, I want all of you guys right now to wipe that sad look off your face like the fucking summer is almost over. It isn't. You got over a month left. Look at you all. Fucking packing up your bathing suits, gonna stick them up in the attic. You're out of your fucking minds. And, I, and I've been, as I've been saying, with global warming, I mean, this, it's gonna go to like October 11th. <laughs> fucking michigan october 10th the fuck was i I thinking the summer was over um i'm telling you right now enjoy the extended summer that's going to be the next way they try to like not scare you because it went from global warming to climate change literally doing the george carlin bit you know shell-shocked to uh whatever the fuck they turned it into Battle fatigue. You know that great bit he did? They're always fucking doing that. And what fucking pisses me off is you know they're doing that. And then all you... Enough of you cunts start walking around saying, climate change. Oh, that feels better. Um, enjoy. What just happened? Was that you just... not? Hi, sweetheart. Come here. Speaking of climate change, I gotta stop my cursing because... Cutie Pie just came. Do you mind my daughter called me by my first name the other day? I thought it was the cutest thing ever. She said, Bill. She looked at me and said, you're Bill. Yeah. yeah you figured it out.
1: Um, I'm bringing her
0: in here to say bye-bye. Just to Why? Know.
1: Well, because I don't know how long you're going to be doing this. and Where are you know, going? Well, I have to go work out.
0: But she, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Come here. Bye-bye, love-do-do-do-do.
1: Can you
0: say bye-bye, Daddy? Bye-bye. That's it? Can bye-bye, I get a bye, kiss? Bye-bye, All right, cutie pie. All right, cutie pie. I only got two more days. Say so see you later, Daddy. Yeah. Two more days in the movie, then I hang with you for the rest of the year, buddy. So get used to this face. Jeez, NeNe. NeNe's been hitting the gym. Woo! Um, anyway, uh... The hell was I talking about? I'm just saying there's plenty of time left. Have have a good fucking time. Enjoy yourselves. It's always somebody trying to fucking ruin it for you. Can you believe Can you believe it's already August? I can't believe it's already. I can't fucking believe you're still in my life. <laughs> can you stop walking by my cubicle and just saying negative things? Um. Anyway, speaking of positive shit, uh, there's still a few tickets are still available for October 10th at the Thomas Wolfe oh, Auditorium in Asheville, North Carolina. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. do do i am going to be, I don't know why I just started singing Shauna, nah, the ending song, remember that? Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. October 10th. I'm also there the 11th. That day's sold out, so I'm going to do two shows in Asheville, North Carolina, and then I'm going to the Clemson, Florida State game uh, the next day. I cannot wait for that. All right? So there you can see what you plan fun shit in the future. And then when, then the summer will officially be over, but I'm not sad. right? I get to go watch a football game. There you go. So, as I just mentioned to my lovely, gorgeous, beautiful daughter, I got two days left today and tomorrow. I could not have had a better fucking time working on this thing. Thank you to Pete Davidson and Judd Apatow for getting me in this. Um, you know, I should have known it was going to be this good a time. I, I already worked for Judd, sort of, I did when I did Crashing. Um, Judd wasn't there that week, but still, you know, it was a Judd show. But um, I had a great time, worked with all these amazing actors, and now it's almost over, and all I have is stand-up in my podcast for the rest of the year, which is how Freckles likes it. <laughs> Got a couple of gigs, so I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to put together my new hour. My new special's going to be coming out sometime in September, um, and that'll be it, and I'm just going to enjoy the rest of the year hanging out with my family. That's what I'm doing. That's what the fuck I'm doing. Um... So with that, oh, look at your New York Yankees, winner of 27 World Series. Two weekends ago, dropping three of four to the Boston Red Sox and all the New York sports media. Oh my god, what's gonna happen are they gonna catch us? And what did this pasty fucking pottery looking jerk off say to you guys? I told you all to fucking relax. Even if they drop four in a row, they're only gonna be fucking up by nine. You're fine. You're fine. And what happened? The Yankees came in into Boston, right? I believe it was in, or was it in, uh, I think it was in New New York. I don't know. I've been so fucking busy. They took out the broom and they swept us under the fucking rug. Now they're up by like 14 and a half fucking games. And now the sports writers, you know, somebody always steps up. It's like, well, no, no, no. You were the same cunt flipping out a week ago. Where is the, I was wrong? That's all they're doing. All they do is they just look at the fucking how many games you're up, how many games you're down, and they just spoon-feed you what any fucking person the first day of being a sports fan could say. And what they're not saying is that, uh, you know, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is the fucking Houston Astros. That's who they have to get by, not us. Even if we make the wild card, I don't know. We just don't seem to be able to put it together this year. And I can say that because I've watched like two games. Um the Houston Astros. I remember last year when we played them and they had already won it. They did not have that vibe like they already won it. They were still a really hungry team. They wanted to go back to back. And uh they're very hard to get past and I think the fact that we beat them it's still pissing them off and uh I I don't know what little baseball that I've watched. I'm basically I'm basing it on all the baseball I watched last year. I know teams have changed but I've I've I glanced a few times at their record. And uh, I don't know. That's who I would be worried about. I would not be worried about us. And I say us because even though I don't play for the team. I still get all the shit if they lose. So, yeah, evidently it is a part of me. So everybody fucking relax. Mark, Mark has won another fucking race. He's running away with this thing. Uh, I think this one was in the Czech Republic. I have it on my computer. I'm going to sit down and try and watch that. Today, I apologize to uh, what few race fans I have left on this podcast. I just got so goddamn busy. I have to keep watching these races long after you know who won them. But um, I am a MotoGP fan uh, for life. You know, until they're self-driving motorcycles or they put fucking robots on them, then I then I don't give a shit. But it is the best racing there is, and I don't. There's nothing close to it, and if there is, I want to know what it is. Speaking of which, speaking of which, this is an early, early teaser to next year. Next year, I'm going to have my most fun year on the road as far as doing dates and scheduling it around fun shit. And there's a certain motorcycle race may or may not be the most dangerous race in the fucking world. And I may or may not have a gig in and around that island, all right? There's enough fucking clues for you. i um, trying to put that together. Um, oh, Jesus, the cop is they're, they're chasing somebody there. Um, oh, guess what came? Guess what came? I got these little fucking cigars that I, I wanted to get a box of, but I ordered the wrong fucking thing. I only got the Five is the uh, little cigar review here. These are the La Aurora 107 Zeppelins. They're these little fat fucking cigars. Um, These little fat fucking cigars. And um, they're so adorable. I was like, I got to try them. So anyway, they arrived to my, uh, my apartment here in New York and uh, I went downstairs and I was on my way to go work on the movie and the doorman goes, hey, he goes, you had a package arrive and I said, oh, great. Okay, so I told my lovely wife, you know, hey, I got a package, come down and get him." and I forgot to tell her that they were cigars. So the guy downstairs, he saw him, it was a cigar box but they put him in like a plastic bag like you get it like a 7-Eleven. So she goes down there to pick him up, and um, Nene looking good. They go down there. Look at, drinking a smoothie. She's on point. Huh? Feeling good about yourself? Walking around looking good. Who is he? Who are you talking to? All my insecurities come out. Um, So anyway, she goes down there, and she picks him up, and she's like, what are they? I forgot to say what they were, and the door guy goes, I don't know. Looks like he should stick it in the fridge, whatever it is. She put them in the refrigerator. Oh, you hate to see it. Oh, you hate to see it. Yes, you do. So I took them out and I let them breathe for a few days. And I smoked one last night. And God damn it, they were delicious. So there's my cigar recommendation. I would like recommendations from you guys. Non-Cuban cigars. All right? Because most of them are fake. You know? And if you don't believe they are, just bring your box of fucking Cuban cigars over to Bobby Kelly's shed. And he'll take out his fucking producer Hollywood glasses, and he'll look at you and you'll see it. You'll see it right before he says it. You see the bad news coming. yeah, these are fake. these are not real. um I smoked one last night and I loved it delicious delicious I'm a big fan of all the the lauroers i like I like it the sapphire, the emerald, the ruby um all right, plowing ahead here. So yesterday, uh, okay, so I had my last day where I had to have my fucking shirt off in the movie. All right? So by the way, instead of wearing 3D glasses to this movie, you should wear some sort of fucking ray Bans for when I take my shirt off. Um, hey there, pasty. So um, we were out in fucking Brooklyn, and I called up my buddy, Giannis Papas, and I said, all right, I'm going to get some fucking pizza for lunch. Where should I go? He told me his spot. God damn it. It was delicious. Fucking delicious. Um, and that's one thing that I've gotten out of this whole fucking, um, I know, where is it, Bill? Where is it? I don't want to fucking, because last time I said that, you know, I went down to go get pizza, and there was a bunch of people who listened to my podcast standing in front of me. But it's called cutting off your nose to spite your own face. It's really nice. It was L and B. B. Spamoni Gardens or something like that, and we went down there. Got a grandmother slice, square slice, Sicilian slice, whatever you call it. It was fucking unbelievable. I wolfed down fucking three of them, and it, it, it's so light. The dough is so fucking light. I didn't even. I didn't even feel bad afterwards. I didn't. I. I, I felt satisfied. <laughs> if I ate three slice, three. Square slices of anything else, I would fucking face plant. Um, absolutely delicious. Everything was perfect. The dough, perfect. The sauce with the, that little bit of, z- you know, that, that zing to it. Incredible. The cheese complementing the sauce. The whole fucking thing was just 10 out of 10. Not to step on El Prez's nose here. I'm not going to start reviewing pizza, but Jesus Christ. Has he ever gone there? Um. So, anyway... And then when I got back to set, they had a food truck because it's the last week, so they're spoiling us. And They had a food truck come by, and the guy was making ice cream sandwiches. And the sandwich, the bread part was two chocolate chip cookies, and I ate one of those. And uh, one of the people on the film, I didn't know, was filming me with his cell phone as I ate it. And I could not have looked like more of a creep with my giant mustache standing under like this little tent while it was raining out eating a fucking ice cream sandwich. (laughs) enjoying every second of it. I haven't had ice cream in forever, right? Oh, that's not true. I've had it sporadically. So, um... And then, after that, I immediately felt like a fat fuck. Um, and I had not eaten But that was, like, around, like, four o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't eat anything until this morning, so I don't think it was that bad. But, uh, I felt the, um... The need to indulge on another reason, because uh, right around then, it was probably just had ended was uh, they had the funeral of uh, Dave, David Kimowitz, who um, was the owner of the stand here in New York City and one of the truly great people I've ever met in my life. I'm going to not talk about it too much because it's going to be too painful and emotional to talk about it. But uh, we really lost. Um, we lost a giant, man. We really did. And it's kind of funny to say that because he was five foot nothing. And I used to always tell him he he, he was like, he was like a little koala bear. <laughs> it's gentle, really, you know, rosy cheek, just absolute. Every time I think of him, I picture him smiling and just the way that he loved comedy. He's going to be a just impossible to replace. And people like that are really important in comedy when they hold a position of power to have a passion for comedy the way that he did. And, you know, he let people grow and try stuff and all of that. And if you go to his comedy club, um, him and Chris Italian, like, I don't know. It's just like they just, if you look at it, it's like a, you know, who makes a five-star restaurant and comedy club i mean those guys do just their passion i want to thank everybody down there and all throughout the years you know what all those guys did down there every time we've had the patrice o'neill benefit they they volunteered the first year saying we want to have the after party there and i was like all right what's it going to cost they go dude come on nothing 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 so the first year was nothing and the second year i offered to pay again every year they would not let us pay they would just and they've um Just the greatest guys ever. And uh, it was funny last year, you know, they lost the lease or something at the other one or some bullshit was happening. So then they built the new stand, which blows away the old one. And um, they were in between, you know, the old one and the new one. So there was no place for the after party. The after party got all fucked up and uh, they felt horrible about it. And, We were just starting to talk to them about, you know, the after party for this year's Patrice O'Neill benefit. And I I will tell you, like, I've, I've been sad losing friends. But never quite like this. So, all right, let's plow through. Let's plow through here. So, um... What do we got here? What do I got next? Let's do some reads. Where do you go from that? I didn't know when to talk about him, but he definitely loved food the way he loved everything else. So um, yesterday (laughs) was my my tribute to him going out and eating too much pizza and too much ice cream because he also loved food. He loved everything. I cannot picture that guy not smiling. So, ah, fuck. Isn't it hilarious how a guy, how you're not allowed to have that emotion? How fucking funny is that? Ah, <sighs> oh, Jesus! I never had to hit pause so many times in a fucking podcast. Keep hitting stop, and we have to edit this fucking thing together like a Ed Wood film. All right, let's get into. All right, we need some comedy now. Let's listen to Bill read out loud. Policy Genius. Po- Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Policy genius. All right. Uh, these days, a lot of workplaces offer some pretty nice perks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they say perks? I immediately thought, Perky, you know what? I'm like, you can't do that anymore. Those days are gone at the office. And a snack station. Oh, boy. 15 flaters of soda water, even insurance. But while it's nice to have a handful of trail mix and some water that tastes faintly of what pamplemousse, hope I said that right, that's not enough to subsist on. And neither is your workplace life insurance. There is, Jesus Christ, what a world we live in. Uh, it's like you're operating heavy machine machinery, right? This is where Policy Genius comes in. Policy Genius is the easiest way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. And Policy Genius, uh, if you're going to look that good, you can't walk around while I'm doing the podcast. Policy Genius is the way to shop for life. In Where the hell am I? Where the fuck am I? And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So remember, workplace life insurance policies are like workplace snacks. Better than nothing, but not quite enough. (laughs) Head to policygenius.com today and find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance and better protect your family. Policy Genius, it's like a buffet made of life insurance. And what could be more delicious than that? Yeah, for the love of God, have your affairs in order, guys. For the love of fucking Christ, have your affairs in order so, you know, they don't have, you know. Family doesn't have to go live in a fucking shoe. Um, Legal Zoom, everybody. We're in the right, we're right in the middle of summer. Finally, somebody gets it. And the last thing, hey, Nia, what's the last day of summer? I don't know. Come on. Take a guess. You're going to be happy with the answer. <laughs> the answer might surprise you. August 12th. August 12th. <laughs> Nia Renee Hill thinks the last day of summer is this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did I marry a dummy. That is this Saturday. Come here, dum-dum. Oh. I now see why God made you so beautiful and cute. Oh, you don't know. goodness. It's not August 12th. What
1: is it? September.
0: Give me another guess. September? Whoa, going big. <laughs> You're like that person on The Price is Right. Uh, brand new oh refrigerator. God. like uh, 50000 No. It would
1: be horrible on Price is Right. You Give know. me another guess. I think as much as I shop, I would know. I don't know the price of anything. I'm terrible.
0: Um, summer? Yeah, summer, Nia. Look at you trying to buy time. <laughs> You look like somebody in the first 48 that just realized they're going to go to jail for the rest of their life. You're trying to, What happened? Yeah, It wasn't me. Summer? August. August 25th. I asked you <laughs> what the last day of August was. You said August 25th. Show me the August
1: last 25th. Last day of summer. Bah. What
0: is the last
1: day of summer?
0: September 23rd.
1: Oh. Well, I started to say September, you psyched me out. You were like, whoa, go the other direction.
0: You tricked me. Nia, as much as I tricked you, as as much as I tricked you, I asked you what was the last day of fucking summer, and without tricking you, you said August 12th. I'm actually now scared to leave our child alone with you.
1: September, he went, whoa, and it freaks me out.
0: Hey, just out of curiosity, what yeah. season comes after summer? <laughs> Nia? Fall. Okay. You've done enough thinking for one day, cutie pie. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wait, can I ask you a
1: question? Yes. Um, about the
0: Saturday? Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. Know okay. I think it. you need to go sit down and let your brain cool <laughs> off. <laughs> I, well, I need an you ever see a drag racer? How they, they have the little gas tank in the front? They have just enough gas to get to the end of the quarter mile.
1: I've seen RuPaul's drag race. Oh, that's not what you're talking about. No, I'm not. We just exist <laughs> so in I need two an ups.
0: Okay, well, get out of here now and I can answer your I'd love to answer your question soon. All right, LegalZoom. We're right in the middle of summer. And the last thing you need to be thinking about is what's finally completing your last will or living trust. Jesus, this is all about death this week. But right now is actually the perfect time to do it during National Make a Will Month at LegalZoom. For more than 18 years, LegalZoom has developed a straightforward way for you to protect what you care about the most, your family and assets. Uh, It starts with a a last will or living trust estate plan um, to figure out uh, what am I? Okay, if it sounds confusing, don't worry. LegalZoom can help you out. They have a ton of online resources for you to figure out what's right for you. And if that's not enough, that's not enough for you. Their network of independent attorneys can provide advice if you need more direction. LegalZoom isn't a law firm. So, that you won't be billed by the hour. And it's easy to fit what you need to get it to get done what? And it's easy to fit what you need to get done into your business schedule. Jesus, that went through me. Sorry. Join over 1 million people that have counted on LegalZoom for a will or living trust before another summer passes by. Make things easier, easier for those you care about the most check out legalzoom's last will and living trust estate plans now during the national make a will month at legalzoom.com and for special savings be sure to enter code burr in the referral box at checkout that's code burr for special savings only at legalzoom.com where life meets legal good lord that was that was that was uh that was very challenging for me um i'm waiting for somebody to advertise on how to read better out loud There's got to be an app for that. All right, bills in circulation. We actually, because I didn't do a Monday morning podcast um, because absolutely nothing was funny to me uh, on Monday after that weekend in the news that, you know, I'm not going to get back into that. All right, so I'm going to read some of this shit here. All right, bills in circulation. Uh, dear Dear Billy Dollar Bill, read an article this week that said the $100 bill is now circulated more than the $1 bill. I imagine people will start to hate $1 bills because they can't buy anything. The same way people have hated pennies since the late 1980s. Inflation is a hell of a drug. There's no fucking way the $100 bill is now circulated more than the dollar bill. In what circles? You know, I, every time you pull out a 100 they still look at you like, yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, they got to hold it up to the light. Nia, have, have you, you, do you, you... Do you find, you know, people... Whipping out $100 bills? Are you walking around going in and buying a little fucking Coca Cola and pulling out a hundred? I am not. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know about that one. What happened to the 50? Ulysses S. Grant, everybody going to Ben Franklin. Well, what? I mean, are, are people dealing drug? You know what it is? It's because everybody's growing fucking weed. That's why there's more $100 bills out there, I think. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Haven't you ever watched any old Miami Vices or any of those movies about drugs? They always have a big briefcase full of hundreds. I swear to God,
1: I just forget how old you are sometimes. It's because everybody's growing weed, man. That's why they got $100 bills. Like, what are you talking
0: about? I'm talking about the crop that's going to save this you country.
1: just Miami Vice. It's like...
0: Classic show, yes. What
1: next? Are you going to tell us more about how Times Square used to be? Let's <laughs> callback back.
0: What are you Go talking about? Now. People still listen to Beethoven. Miami Vice is from 1980.
1: Beethoven? You're going to compare Beethoven to Miami Vice?
0: Name 3 Beethoven songs.
1: Do, 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 do. Name them. I don't know them. I don't even know.
0: Thank them. you for playing. We'll see you next Monday.
1: Can you name any?
0: The 17, 1918 18 overture. <laughs> Movement number 4. Guy was taking a shit while he was writing music there. Sorry. I'm just saying no one can name the song. Nobody ever shouted out the names of his song like, Free Bird, man. Hang on a sec. let Let's find out the name of some Beethoven songs. Beethoven songs. Who the fuck says songs? All right. What are they... uh Hey, You just in the crowd with your lighter out back then. You went to you had a candelabra near. You'd light a candelabra when he had the slow thing he'd be like, "Hey man, play piano concerto number five, man." Concerto. Oh, concerto. <laughs> she goes concerto. Hey man, play piano concerto number five, man. Playing air piano. Um, isn't that crazy back then? People who played keyboards got all the pussy back in the fucking 1800s. Little bit Van Beethoven, right? You think he kept his powdered wig on when he would fucking bend him over his fucking piano? He probably, his thing, he probably had 88 bitches for every fucking, after every show he did. You know? 44 white, 44 black, and he'd fucking every other, every other. And you just go down, bump, 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 way oh, wait, a- oh, Bill, what are you doing? This is one of the great fucking artists in the world. All right. Um, U.S. Debt Visualized. Uh, Bill, I work for the WSI, WSJ. Am I supposed to know what that is? The WSJ, that sounds like a fucking woman's basketball league. Wall oh, the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Get the fuck out of here! Somebody who works for the Wall Street Journal is listening to this. All right. And saw this article. P.S. I'm not an editor. All right. Since you're always talking about the U.S. debt and the ramifications it will have in the future, I thought you'd appreciate this. I don't want to read this. He said, I know you were in San Francisco last year, but it'd be great to have you back soon. Enjoy the article, you redheaded fuck. Go Yankees. All right. Let's see here. Go to this page. Do I really want to read this? The National Debt Visualized. Oh I, oh, I love when they do this. Oh, I got to subscribe or sign in. I can't do this. I'm not doing that. I like when they do that. Like, when they try to bring it down to your level, you know? Like, this is like, um, if you ever had, you, this is like when you have a Pop Tart <laughs> for breakfast or a Cinnabon. They always like just dumb the whole thing down. You ever had jock itch? Just imagine if it itched 22 trillion times more than it does right now. Uh, suspend Suspended for microaggression. Oh, brother. All right. Oh, this is an email that I actually read and had Andrew sent to me. All right. Hey, Billy. Hey, big freckle Billy. I wanted to say, yeah, I want you over here for this one. That I was at your show at the Bergen Pack with my lady and you crushed it. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, the only reason I was able to make it how do you make all that noise when you blow your nose? That cute little fucking noise. Nose makes all that noise. Listen to that. Sounds you sound like when you blow your nose, you sound like a fat lady farting wearing spandex. <laughs> I have allergies. I have allergies. Make it a safe space for me and my medicine. The only reason I was able to make it uh to the show was because I got suspended from my semi-pro baseball league after arguing with an umpire because he made the wrong call. Is there anything cooler than a semi-pro baseball player? How fucking funny are those guys? He goes, anyways, I was doing my thing. The umpire missed a, uh, missed a call in left field that our left fielder clearly caught. Jesus Christ, he missed a catch? It was a, que- a catch to which he blatantly missed... The stands of a girlfriend's parents and other fools who showed up to this were like it was a clear catch. Jesus Christ, dude. You're also semi-pro with the fucking punctuation. It was clearly a catch to which he blatantly missed. The stands of the girls... Oh, this is a voice text. Uh, Maybe the friends of the girlfriend's parents and other fools who showed up He's saying fools, so I'm guessing he's Latino. Who show- this kid's going to make it. Latinos always make it. Like 90% of the league is Latino, right? Who showed up to this were like it was a clear catch. Like clockwork, our manager got tossed and I chirped from the dugout saying you're terrible and go home, you old man, to which I got tossed. No prof- he says not profanities. No profanities were said in his direction yet. Uh, Not taking this lightly, I ran out of the dugout and whipped up the word salad of fuck you, you dumb old fuck. Stop wearing your wife's cunt for a hat. Well, there you go. To make matters more interesting, I chucked three bats in the left field, nowhere near the umpires or my players. Classy, I know. No, I liked it. I liked that. You're throwing the bats where he missed the fucking call. I'm seeing a whole arc to this story. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, he goes, I got suspended three to five games, Billy, for, I quote, excessive microaggression and threatening of harm, throwing bats. Mind you, I threw bats into left field, not at anyone. All right. The aggressive microaggression is bullshit, but you're throwing bats. You don't know where the fuck that's going to go. Uh, what's the matter? Nothing. I'm just coming you, to say goodbye. Okay. Does my three to five game suspension make sense or should I complain to the league with a team full of witnesses uh, that witnessed the umpire was wrong and I got ejected because he was butthurt? Or do I take my bat-throwing self and shut the fuck up? I would take yourself and shut the fuck up. The only thing that's bad in all that is aggressive microaggression. The problem is, is if you just threw the bats and you said you're old, hanging up, you know, but if you go there... They're going to they're gonna repeat, fuck you, you dumb old fuck. Stop wearing your wife's cunt for a hat. I mean, that's going to get said. And then you're going to get a rep. What you should do is just take your suspension, keep your mouth shut, and then they'll forget about you because somebody else is going to throw bats. You, you just don't want to, like, reinforce it, and then they know you by name and all that. Um, sorry that happened to you. All right, hang on a second. Mwah. I love you. All right, love you too. I'll see you later. Looking good, Nino. All right, what to do with a hundred and seventy grand over there? Um, hey, Billy Boozbag, <clears throat> I need some advice. No wonder there's hundred hundred dollar bills all over the place. This guy's fucking twenty six years old. I need some advice. Twenty six year old received a huge inheritance and I have no idea what to do. All right, first thing, don't ask a fucking comedian podcaster. Okay, number one, don't fucking tell anybody. Number two, don't fucking tell anybody. And number three, I don't know who in your life you're reaching out to me. Don't buy a car. Buy a fucking house. Buy a rental fucking property and and rent. The smartest fucking thing you could do is something like that. Buy something that's going to make you money, which is an asset. Don't buy a liability like Air Jordans, a fucking track suit, and a brand new goddamn Corvette or something. Uh, I flunked out of college twice and left the third time due to boredom. Wasn't applying myself. Jesus Christ. But I don't know. Uh, maybe you should have changed your major. But I don't know how to find that spark that really brings people. What are you? Th- oh, hit pause. Again. All right. All right. I don't know how to do that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Guess what? I, I didn't realize the car was here. They said they were supposed to fucking call me at 1015 to bring me over. Now they're saying the car is here. I got to go to, I have to go to set. Let's do a quick underrated, overrated. Oh, I'm leaving this kid hanging. What to do with 170 grand? Uh, my question is, oh, at what point do you, did you hit to find com? What, you want to be a comedian? Fuck. Well, go be a fucking Comedian. And don't blow your, sorry, just burped. Don't blow all your fucking money. All right, that's what the fuck I would do. I don't know. You got to get an accountant that you can fucking trust. All right, overrated, underrated, underrated, telling the truth. Dude, I'm really sorry about that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring all this shit with me and I'm going to answer this thing. Fuck it. I'm going to post it late because I have to answer. That's an important question. All right, go fuck yourselves. I'll, I'll see you in two seconds via editing. All right, bye. All right, I'm back for the 19th attempt here at this podcast. All right, let's get back to this kid here. He's got all this money. He's got a dream. Let's see what happens. Did the volume go down? There we go. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. All right. What to, let's start over again. What to do with 170 grand? Hey, Billy Boosbag. I need some advice. 25 years old. received a huge inheritance, and I have no idea what to do. All right, as you remember from 30 seconds ago, but nine hours ago in my life, I flunked out of college twice and left a third, left third time due to boredom. Parentheses, wasn't applying myself. But I don't know how to find that spark that really brings people to life and finding the drive to apply myself and what I want to do. Just having or getting money doesn't make you happy, and I try to get out there and enjoy my hobbies. Paddle boarding, archery. Archery? Jesus. This guy's a renaissance man. Fitness, etc. All right, so you, you like being active. Sitting in the class, you're going out of your fucking mind. That makes sense. But anyways, that's not enough. I haven't blown any of this money. Good man. A good job in a scratch kitchen, but I have, oh, I have a good job in a scratch kitchen, but I have a bad relationship with family, which I'm trying to fix. Okay. I just got certified as a yoga instructor. This guy is like fucking, dude, I get you. Like you want to have a fun job. You want to enjoy life. You don't want to fucking, yeah, you were sitting in college because you felt yourself in the herd and they were all the-, the lead one was going to run over the fucking cliff into a cubicle. You didn't want that. So look at, look at everything you're doing, paddleboarding, archery, fitness, yoga, trying to figure out how to be happy. Yeah, you want to turn your hobby into a living. Your passion. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> so I just got certified as a yoga instructor and working the daily grind, trying uh, to bear a cross at work and work hard like Jordan Peterson talks about. I don't know what to do with my life or how the best to go about it. Gave up drinking. Good man. Smoke weed on the weekends. Uh, No girlfriend, no friends anymore since I gave up some vices. All I did was party with them. Well, there you go. So get some better friends. I'm a good-looking man, but but the self-esteem isn't always there. Good days and bad days with it. Uh, My question is, what point did you... Did you hit to find comedy? How did you apply yourself and who are, and who you are as a person to do what you love? When did you stop giving a fuck what you're supposed to do versus what you want to do? All the best. Um, Jesus, there's this a, a lot of uh, important life questions here. All right First of all, um, you're already there. Because you're realizing you're actually a really strong person. Because even though you've tried to just get into a line of zombies, your inner strength won't allow you to do it. And that's why you keep sabotaging. You're a smart guy, but you keep flunking out of college. You're bored. You weren't applying yourself. It's because you didn't want it. Because you didn't want what it was going to bring to you. Because you know you actually know what's going to make you happy. So just listen to your gut. And wherever happy is, just go to that. It really is as simple as that. And you'll, you'll figure it out. You know, uh, there's a drum instructor out there, Mike Johnston. He did a great um, YouTube video. On oh, when he just decided he was going to, you know, play drums for a living. And it wasn't, he just didn't limit himself to, I'm going to be in a band. And if this ba- this band makes it, then my dream comes true. If it doesn't make it, then I'm fucked. He played in a couple of bands. He started giving lessons. And then he started filming the lessons. And then, you know, the band thing wasn't working out, but the lessons things was. And then he started, you know, getting a, youth uh, to online presence, whatever they, they they call it. Next thing you know, this fucking guy was on the cover of Modern Drummer, which is the drummer bible. He's on the cover of the magazine. Um, Not for the band that he thought was going to make it or whatever. It turned out to be this other thing that he was doing, but because he didn't limit himself. Um, You're 26 years old. You don't have a girlfriend. You don't have any kids. You got a fucking 170 grand. Dude, you got the world by the balls. All right, so... What you gotta do is like I think a lot of like you, this this bummed out overall feeling, as long as it's not clinical that you're feeling is um trying to shed yourself of the air quote what you're supposed to do. It's just not making you happy. Um hold on one second. Dom, I'm doing my Dom, I'm doing my podcast. Let me call you back in ten minutes. All right. Um, so, uh, that's what that's all about. Cause I can tell you, man, like when I started doing standup, the first night I did standup, I didn't even do well. It was just all about having the balls to go up there. And I drove home that night in my piece of shit, 83 Ford Ranger, listening to Kickstart My Heart by, by Motley Crue. And I was just screaming, singing the song while going, Whoa! I was so fucking excited that I, I, I tried this thing that in, you know, in my head was saying, you're never going to do it, you're never going to try it, you're never going to have the balls to do it. So I just you know <clears throat> gravitated to what I wanted to do. And um, I am, believe me, dude, I had a lot of misses. And everything I wanted to do, I just pictured myself being funny. I wanted to keep working in the warehouse because that's where the funny guys were. I'll be a cop, but I'll be a funny cop. Hey, I'll joke around with you as I get a ticket. The quickest way to get yourself shot is a fucking cop, right? Hey, I'm going to be wacky. (laughs) So I wouldn't have been good at that. And um, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Kind of like when you find the person you're supposed to be with, it's just, it's easy and it just, you just sort of click. And um, I remember when I walked on stage. And I was t- taking the mic out of the mic stand. I felt like I was having an out-of-body an experience. Like I was watching myself. And I couldn't remember what I was going to say. I fucked the whole thing up. But I got, I got enough laughs that I didn't bomb. It was a mess. And then I bailed. And I brought the host back. I didn't even make the five minutes. I think I did like three minutes. And, uh... I just remember walking off stage and I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing with the rest of my life. I don't even know if I even thought that. I just was like, yeah, that, that's whatever that fucking feeling is. That's the feeling I want to have when I'm at work. So, um, you know, I know. Getting back to Dave, David Kimmelwitz, he found his passions and followed his passions in life. And I'm talking about a guy that I knew for a long, long time and, I I every image I have of that guy is smiling is cuz he everything that he loved he just went to. So just do that. And then as far as the money, you know, just start reading up on it on the internet. Just get yourself some sort of base knowledge of it. And um I I saved up a uh some money before I came to New York when I was making that move. Um I kept my day job and I just saved up I paid off my student loans and I kept this fucking... That's another great thing about flunking out of college. You don't know all those pricks are that much money. And I just saved up this nest egg of money. And I fucking... had like three pieces of furniture and a mattress to sleep on and I didn't give a fuck. You think if I had two pieces of furniture and a mattress laying in bed and the first night a roach crawled across my bare chest and I was fucking working in some dead-end job, I... I would have been happy i i I wouldn't have been i would have i would have i I would have started going down that road. I need to have nicer furniture. I need to live in a better place like this is what's going to make me fucking happy. You watch those fucking American greeds that's what those fucking people are doing. what you're seeing is people who just followed the herd rather than their heart and then they I feel in a way, and I, you know, I know some of them are sociopaths, but I think there's some of them that just so not doing and they're so disconnected to their soul that they, you know, I don't know. They don't seek out the right people. They just get involved with all these fucking rich people and they just think having a $15,000 umbrella is going to bring them some sort of fucking happiness and it doesn't, so... And I don't know, that's, I don't know, I I just, to be honest with you, sometimes when I think about how I got into comedy, it was just fucking dumb luck, and I feel unbelievably privileged that I get to live this life, and to continue living it, Um, hopefully for as long as possible, Um, but I'm telling you, dude, just, I don't know, it seems to me, just, I don't know you or anything, but paddleboarding, archery, fitness, yoga, you... Are, I don't know. You seem like a, a physical, spiritual, outdoorsy time, kind of person. Who a fun person, believe it or not. Even though you're feeling depressed, like that's the direction you want to go. And so go in that direction. If you're walking away from the corporate world, look what the fucking corporate world does. It gets us into wars. It pollutes the fucking water supply. Do you realize that people? There's certain people out there with a, a diet where they they'll just eat fish, but they have to they have to watch their fish intake how much they consume because the water's so polluted and the shit that gets into their system. And, and like, I mean, we're sitting here a war against terror and we're ignoring corporations that pollute the fucking water supply, everything that ISIS would love to do to us. So that's what you're walking away from, being a part of that. So congratulations, all right? You're 26 years old, you got 170 grand, you got the whole fucking, your whole life in front of you. Um, yeah. Follow your passions. There you go. All right. Overrated, underrated. Underrated. Telling the truth. Oh yeah. That just reminded me of Patrice (laughs) O'Neill. I'll never forget hanging out with him and somebody who didn't know him would ask him a question and just knowing that he was going to tell him the truth. I would, I would, Try to interrupt the conversation. It, he uncomfortably to an, a level of uncomfortableness would tell the fucking truth. Uh, uh, telling the truth. He's, this guy says, I stopped lying ab- about shit four years ago. Before that, I had to lie to my ex because I didn't. I didn't shit. She didn't like. Maybe I did shit. She didn't like I don't harmless. I did shit. She didn't like harmless stuff just because she was nuts. So I would lie to her. Now I lie to no one, and I'm going to be honest about everything because it's easy. I'm going to be 30 next month, and I've decided to keep my life simple. I'm tired of people complaining, and I never want to become one of them. Dude, if you just live your life not lying, uh, you sleep better. And I'll tell you this, the woman in your life is going to respect you. And, uh... You know, and the ones that can't handle the truth, they'll leave. Fuck them. Not fuck them in a bad way, but, you know, good riddance. They're mad at you because you're saying what you're really thinking. Um, all right. Here we go. All right. That's the podcast um, for this this week, I guess, Thursday podcast and the Monday morning podcast. That's why I went a little bit long. Um, And that's it. All right. Tell the people that you love that you love them because you never know what can happen. Rest in peace, David Kimowitz. I'll never forget you. Thank you for, for being the incredible human being, literally a person to aspire to be. That's it. Have a great weekend, you cunts, and I'll see you on Monday. on it's bill Burr and it's the monday morning podcast for august 8th 2011 and uh this week i have a very special announcement that i have to announce hence an announcement right here at the top of this podcast uh this is something i've been sitting on for like the last six weeks and um i basically i have the biggest stand-up gig of my career is coming up in a couple of months I know all the women are upset. He said he had announced it. Oh my God, is he pregnant? How does that happen? Is he like a seahorse? Um <laughs> anyways, there's a couple of fucking what do you call it oceanographers laughing at that joke that actually know that the male gets pregnant in the fucking seahorse family. How the fuck did I remember that, but I can't remember where I put my fucking key. What to do? Funny Um All right, sorry, little hack stand-up from 1980. All right, plowing ahead. Um, I have the biggest stand-up gig of my career coming up. It is so big. How big is it, you ask me? Uh, that actually, I have been told to hype, to announce that I will be announcing it on the Opie and Anthony program. That's how fucking big it is. So I'm right now when I, I just got you all fucking excited to tell you that I'm not going to tell you what the gig is here on the podcast. All right? I will be announcing it live. We'll do it live! Live on the Opie and Anthony program. Um, Wednesday, August 10th at 8 a.m. And uh, the Opie and Anthony program has been nice enough to let me announce it uh, on their show. And they will also be giving away two tickets to the front row of the biggest stand-up show of my, my fucking career. All right? Now all of you will be like, well, I don't have XM Serious, man. I had to buy another fucking heat lamp to grow my weed, man. I can't afford the Serious, man. Well, don't worry. I'm going to be, uh, the second I do that, after I announce it and all that type of shit, I will be then, of course, tweeting about it, Facebooking about it, but I will not be my spacing about it. All right. There's the deal. The biggest gig of my stand up career. It's so fucking big that I have not, I, I've been pushing it out of my, 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 my thoughts. So I won't get overwhelmed by it, but it's, uh, it's fucking amazing. And, um, I can't wait to announce it. August 10th, Wednesday, August 10th, 8 a.m. East coast time on the Opie and Anthony program. All right. There. I said it all right now on with the podcast Um, I had a phenomenal fucking week and weekend I just worked in uh, Reno Nevada everybody for the first time um, in my life I've never been to the city ever before and all I ever knew about it was uh, Reno 911 that's all I knew and all I knew was everybody just tell Reno oh my god Reno what a fucking shithole let me tell you, if you want to smoke some fucking meth while fingering a fucking hooker, I'll tell you, Reno's the place to do it. Right? That's all I heard. That's all I heard. And I got to tell you, I went there and I absolutely fucking loved it. Underrated for the week. Reno, Nevada. 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 <laughs> I got like two hours sleep last night. Reno, Nevada. Underrated. Overrated. Las Vegas. All right. You want to know? Yeah, I, can, I figured out why people have been shitting on Reno for all these fucking years. It's because they don't want anybody to go there. That's why. The same way I, I rarely tell people how awesome Burbank Airport is. I let these cunts fly into LAX. Do it. Go all the way down there. Fight the fucking traffic and that sea of goddamn people there. Burbank Airport. It's like this little mom and pop airport. There's never more than 11 people in it at a time. It's ridiculous. They have the their little baggage claim is like outside and it's one of those little circular ones, you know, like the old Fisher Price airport game you had in the 70s. That's what it looks like. It's one of those airports. And it's it's in Los Angeles. And nobody fucking uses it and I absolutely love it. Reno is the the Burbank Airport of Casino Towns. It's the shit. It's fucking awesome. Reno is Las Vegas minus douchebags and traffic. It's phenomenal. Now I'm not going to lie to you. There's definitely definitely white trash on a scale of 1 to 10. It's it's a solid yeah Eight, I, a nine. It's a fucking nine. And that's saying something because, you know, I could have used, oh, it's fucking 10 out of 10. I know there's worse places. All right? I've driven through the south. I've been to Memphis, Tennessee. Okay? I've driven through there. I saw, I, I just, I mean, it just was fucking horrific. All right? So I know it gets worse, but but I'm telling you. But it's it, it, it's awesome. Anything? What, do you, what do you want to do? Tell me what you want to do, and I'll tell you where you can do it in Reno. You want to go to a whorehouse? They got one. They got one. It's not the Bunny Ranch, man. Go fuck yourself. They have one, 10 minutes right outside the city. They test those fucking girls all the time, too. I don't know what that does. You know? If you're not testing the Johns, that really doesn't help the situation, does it? It's like you got a hole in the front of the boat and the back of the boat. You just keep stopping up the one in the back. We're all good here, everybody. It's the same fucking vessel. I think that they should test the Johns and the horse, right? You test them both. Then I still wouldn't go in. I wouldn't wade into that cesspool of fucking semen and vaginal juices. Why would you do that? Maybe to get some uh, ideas on how to decorate your fucking parlor. I don't know. I have no interest, but I'm just saying if you want to do it, you can do that in Reno. You know, they got all the games craps, fucking poker, Texas Hold'em, all that shit. Blackjack. I don't play any of those fucking games. They got all that stuff, minus the douchebags, minus the traffic, minus the celebrities. Minus all those hot chicks who aren't going to fuck you anyways, unless they're whores. At which point, they got whores in Reno. So why go there? It's a fucking hour flight from L.A. It's the shit. I had the best goddamn time out there. You know, I checked out this morning. I opened my door and there was some dude passed out across the hall in front of his room. (laughs) (laughs) He had money his money was underneath him, but I could see it and he was just laying there. I took a picture of it. I got all this shit up on the MMpodcast.com. com. It, it's just a fucking, the town is hilarious. I'm walking through the casino and they made this announcement. They were just like, Angela Davis just won $3,000. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It looked like the size of what old Vegas probably looked like before all the douchebags showed up with their shiny fucking shirts and everybody trying to walk around like they're Frankie and Dean. You're not. You're not. You're a douchebag. Oh, it's great. I love a shitty casino. I love white trash. They, they, It's just phenomenal. The amount of fucking ladies that I saw that had a fucking beehive haircut and they weren't doing it in memory of Amy Winehouse, okay? They had that shit before she had it. They probably had it before those fucking chicks in that fucking band with that chick who left and left the three of them in Detroit, right? Ah fuck! You know how many times I've started this podcast and stopped it. This is like the fifth time, and I'm just I'm just, I have to plow through this one. I knew this was going to happen. It was going to start off fast, and it was just going to it was going to taper off. Just like like a plane crash on takeoff. Huh? We're in the air, and now we're not. Boom! Everybody's dead. Well, what happened? Well, he didn't realize he still had it on autopilot. Um, that's what that's what this feels like right now. So I'm telling you right now, I highly fucking recommend. Going to Reno, especially if you want to gamble, you know, plenty of fucking tables. The, uh, the goddamn, you know, you don't have to sit down at some th- place and play five bucks a hand. You can probably play for a nickel. That's what I love about those cheap ass places. Every time you go to a real fucking casino, you know, just want to sit down and fuck around and feel like James Bond for half a second is your girls holding your arm, blowing on the dice or whatever. You, you, you crap out in fucking 10 minutes. Unless you want to blow a couple of grand. There's a bunch of gamblers right now going, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. I, of course I don't. I told you I don't play the fucking games. I'll play like roulette. I bet either red or black. And then I just stand there watching the trees like it's that simple. Like no one else figured out to do that. <laughs> Anyways, I had a fucking phenomenal time up there. And as I told you last week, I went to Bizarre Guitar. They have this amazing this amazing store out there. It's called Bizarre Guitar. It's, it's all part of one little strip mall. It's its own building. You go in the door on the left, you no, know, the door on the right, they got guitars. Every fucking guitar you could ever want. And if you're not a cunt, they'll take you downstairs into their vault where they have easily three to five million dollars worth of fucking guitars. But I didn't go in there first. I went into the other door, door number one, right? I went in there, and that that side of it is a gun shop. It's a guitar store and a gun shop. There's two two separate entrances. I thought the guns were going to be on the other side of the store, but they're actually two different rooms. And uh, I went in there, and it, it, was, it was amazing. I was looking at the handguns, right? I got to keep this low because uh, I've been trying to get a handgun for a while, and Nia is just not having it. I don't want a gun in the house. Okay? I don't want a gun in the house. Great. We live in an apartment. Don't fuck with me. Um, so anyways, I walk in there and I'm looking at these guns, right? And I'll tell you, first of all, I looked at like six of them and four of them starred in like three of my favorite fucking movies. You know, Magnum, they had the Magnum Force fucking, they had the 44 Smith and, Smith and Wesson. 44 Magnum right there. It was like 850 bucks. That's what I couldn't fucking believe how cheap they are. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. 850 bucks, Bill, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but when you think about the capability that you can get for 850 bucks, the fact that I could shoot at a criminal, miss, have it go through four houses and kill five of my neighbors for 850 bucks, I mean, that's incredible. Not to mention the concussion I'm going to give myself when I, I fire it for the first time. And that gun kicks up and hits me square in the middle of my fucking giant, fucking forehead. Eight hundred and fifty bucks. All right. Do you know what Glock cost about as much as an iPod? Isn't there something wrong with that? I can't figure out if that's fucking awesome or one of the major problems with this country. <laughs> It was like, I can't even remember what they were like two two eighty three fifty. It's fucking amazing, and I want I wanted to get one, and it's Reno. They don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, take two of them. We don't give a fuck. I'm like, well, I live in Los Angeles. They're like, oh, Jesus. Then they said there was like nine million fucking, you know, miles of paperwork, which I understand because if you live in a heavily populated area, you can't be just handing out concealed weapons. But the thing about when you live out there in Reno, out in the wide open spaces in northern Nevada, let me tell you something, buddy, you're your own sheriff. What you gonna do, boy? You gonna call the cops? Shit. You're looking at the cops, buddy. Me and my fucking, they always have those redneck guys, always have, I'm not worried about shit. All I need is my two friends, Smith and Wesson. <laughs> All right, and then they spit into some Tupperware. <laughs> you know, I had somebody send me an angry email about me making fun of rednecks, and uh, I just want to tell that person, like, fucking grow a dick. All right, douchebag? I trash women. Like, women are the only ones who really have a fucking right to trash me. For the level that I I trash, because I trash them every fucking podcast. Every once in a while, I make fun of you fucking overall wearing no shirt, no fucking shoes wearing, you know, fishing in the fishing hole, right? I'm actually envious of you motherfuckers. You know, know, I tell you, all the people freaking out when we hit the debt ceiling, I can tell you right now who wasn't freaking out, and that's fucking rednecks. Okay, and you know why that is? Because they don't have televisions. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Television? What's that? Is that that magic box where they got the people in it? I'll tell you something, man. I don't, I don't pretend to know how that technology works. I just don't understand how they all fit in there. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny? As offended as people in the South are getting. If I was from the south and I wore a hat with a price tag hanging off of this I could make a million dollars going from Alabama to Mississippi to Chattanooga, Tennessee And you guys would all eat it up Because y'all know somebody as dumb as this but none of you think it's you well, let me tell you something I've been to your part of the world and it ain't pretty All right. I'm coming to Nashville in two weeks. So I got two words for you. Mop it up. Just try to fuck it. <laughs> Let's try to act like you know there's company coming this time. I'm from the north, Southerners. Do you understand that? Why don't you clean up a little bit? All right? Those stories are going back over the Mason Dixon line with me. You understand me, son? You know, I actually downloaded some Charlie Daniels the other day, because I always loved that guy's voice. And uh, But Jesus Christ, that is some shit-kicking music. You know? I get drunk in the morning, get stoned in the afternoon. I got something and something, and i be just fucked a fucking baboon, but I ain't asking nobody for nothing. I can't get it on my own. That's a line in the in the fucking song. I ain't asking nobody for nothing if I can't get it on my own. And I just want to tell you people, if ever there was a recipe for failure, is if you're not going to ask for help in life, uh, you know, what are you, fucking Zeus? You're going to do it all, all by yourself? You know, no wonder your fucking living room is just outside a goddamn swamp Why didn't you ask for a little bit of fucking help? Excuse me, a little help? Uh, Is it me? Is this uh, kind of a fucked up way to live a life? I thought it was. You got any suggestions? Anything you can help me out with? Because uh, I'm sick of wrestling pigs for a quarter. Um, All right, I shit on them enough. What am I trying to say? I was actually trying to compliment you guys. Which is basically what I'm saying is the reason why rednecks aren't freaking the fuck out about us hitting the debt ceiling is because they're armed, they can grow food, or they can hunt. All right? And they all live near a creek. If you're a redneck, you have to live near a fucking creek. It's in their goddamn Bible. If you don't live near a creek, what the fuck you going to jump in your 69 Challenger, buddy? You're just going to be driving on the ground like a fucking queer. Um, I'm envious of them as I shit all over them. I ain't asking nobody for nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ. You just go to a Waffle House. Um, (laughs) you know what's funny is I actually love SEC football. And I actually have no problem with the fucking South, and I love working down there. And I'm going to get a fucking—I'm going to—oh, Jesus Christ. I just want to guess the name of the guy who's going to punch me in the face if he ever fucking hears that. It's going to be one of those inbred names. Cletus. One of the names from Dukes of Hazard. I got—come I, on, Bill, think outside the box. Come up with a better—one of those fucking hillbillies lives in the Appalachian Mountains, you know? They're, like, immune to Lyme disease you know cuz they've been bitten so much throughout their fucking the bloodline of their family tree they, they nothing nothing gets to them babies come out with dirty feet already <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ all right so anyways, I, I'm watching this shit the other day about the fucking goddamn, uh, that you know, America hit the debt ceiling again. And like most people in America, I really don't know what that means other than it scares the shit out of me and it doesn't really make sense how they solved it. You know, I know that it's a little more involved than my life, but I got to think here. If I maxed out my fucking credit card and I wasn't paying the bill, I don't think at any point they'd be like, yeah, let's say we give them... F- Another five grand of credit. They're either gonna t- call some gum snapping whore at a 7-Eleven and tell her to fucking cut up my credit card, or they're just gonna or they're just gonna cut it off. They're gonna do both. They're not gonna give me more credit. Oh my god, this guy keeps punching me in the face. What's my next move? Oh, I know, I'll tie my hands behind my back and stick my face closer to his fist. I saw them, they were on TV. They were saying like, uh, you know, we got to get this thing solved uh, so the, 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 the troops can cash their checks. I'm sitting there going like, what? The fuck did that guy just say? Our, our government is going to start bouncing checks? You know, like some fucking convicted felon staying in a goddamn motor in? This is freaking me the fuck out. Right? So I have this philosophy, everybody, and it's based in paranoid thought. So if you don't like it, fast forward through the next 19 minutes of this podcast. Um, I don't believe in anything other than that, I guess, I don't know what I believe in. I just like insurance. I don't believe in insurance. I think it's bullshit. I think, you know, somebody goes, yeah, you know, well, I'm covered. I'm covered. You're covered until you're not. You know what I mean? They tell you you're covered, but at any point they can just say, yeah, you're not covered. Sue us. Go fuck yourself. Right? It's kind of like when you put your money in the bank and everybody goes, well, you know, I got a bunch of money in the bank, but, you know, they're all insured up to fucking 100 grand. Yeah, until they're not. Until they're not. Till they decide one day that they're not going to honor that. Kind of like the fucking airlines when you have all these frequent flyer miles and all of a sudden they just go, yeah, if you don't use them uh, by next Tuesday, yeah, you don't have those miles anymore. But, but I earned them. Hey, go fuck yourself. We're the corporation. You're a little fucking piece of shit. So I don't trust anything, right? So I'm sitting there. And uh, I basically just freaked out my fucking tremendously lovely girlfriend. I freaked her the fuck out because I'm sitting there going, like, telling her. I told her basic when I was in Reno, I called her up and told her that I bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a dick. I just wanted to see what her reaction was. I said, listen, I went to Bazaar Guitar and Guns. I went into both stores and I bought something. And it wasn't a guitar. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, well, they sell guns and they also sell guitars. And there's this great guy named Tony who works at the guitar place. And if you're a nice enough person, he'll take you down into the vault. And she goes, I don't want to hear about the vault. And I was like, but wait a minute. There was like $3 million worth of fucking guitars down there. They had a fucking 1959 Les Paul. They had the seventh fucking Fender Strat ever made. It was insane. She goes, I don't give a shit. You like I'm telling you about that place while keeping this story going? I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty fucking impressed. So I basically, I just, you know, she flipped the fuck out. I just shot one across the bow just to see what would happen. And uh, she's she's not having it. She's not having the gun in the house because she buys into all those stupid stats. You know, have you ever heard the stats that people who aren't into guns have. And then you have people who are like with the fucking NRA. They just completely cancel each other out. It's just you have two people who have two different philosophies. One one group likes guns and the other group does not like guns. So then they just start spewing out stats. Having a gun makes your dick bigger. We did a study. And then the other side's like... The second you have a gun in the house, the chance of shooting your toe off goes up by 83%. Shut up! Shut the fuck up. Either you have a gun in the house or you don't. Either you want one or you don't. Either you're comfortable or you're not. Other than that, shut the fuck up. Jesus fucking Christ. Do you realize... How many people die a fucking year because of automobiles? Here's my stats. And everybody can have one. Just driving down the fucking street. Do you know if you take your car and you deliberately drive into somebody else that, you know, in their car that's considered assault with a deadly weapon. A car is a deadly weapon. And they're giving them out to 16-year-olds? We need to outlaw the cars. This is the deal. If you're not a fucking moron, I don't think it's that dangerous to have a gun. How many people have chainsaws? All you gotta do is just fucking yank it. It's not in a safe. You don't have to keep it in the trunk of your car with the blade in the in the glove compartment. You have that fucking thing laying around. As long as there's gas in it, anybody can go out there and do something fucking stupid with it. You go out to your goddamn kitchen... Look at your fucking kitchen. You got a whole butcher's block sitting there, and you got a a whole set of kitchen knives. Any point, someone can just come out there, grab one, and just toss it at your jugular. But you're not worried about that. But that's for toast. And if we... (laughs) What if we have pork chops? How are we going to cut it up? Yeah, what if you have an intruder? How are you going to fucking blast him in the fucking forehead? I want a gun that what this is what I want for all you gun nuts out there. I want to get a gun that I can shoot and not that I can fucking stop someone from from doing something to me, but I, it doesn't hurt my ears. <laughs> <laughs> did I just describe a BB gun? I think I did. No, my ears are my ears are junk from uh, playing drums too long, and I went to one too many ACDC hair metal fucking. Uh, concerts and then one time i told you we, we were fucking i had this little landscaping company for about two minutes and we were fucking working in this guy's yard next thing you know he says you know i got a five shot 38 i never fired before and next thing you know we're down the street shooting the thing with no ear protection after the the first shot i couldn't hear a fucking thing it was like tom hanks in the end of saving private ryan when he's just sitting there and it's that's what it sounded like. And I fired the next four shots and I couldn't hear him. But God knows I I, I did permanent damage that day. So um, I would like to use deadly force without hurting my eardrums. I'm such a douche. So anyways, um, oh, can I digress for half a second? Do you know it's the 20th anniversary of uh, Nirvana's Nevermind? And I bought Spin Magazine. They had this giant article and everybody was talking about it. And uh, And for the majority of people Were just like dude When that album came out man I was just like Fuck hair metal This is something different And it's fucking over Was I the only guy who heard that album And was just kind of like yeah, you, know, you know I kind of still like Whitesnake Ha <laughs> I did. I was too far down the hair metal trail. I didn't realize how good Nirvana was. And I hated Pearl Jam. Fucking hated them. I hated Eddie Vedder's stupid I'm in a trance on purpose face. Even when he'd sit there and he'd, he'd fucking have his arms up and his wrists were all fucking limp and he was making those faces on fucking purpose. He looked like a like, he should have been on wrestling or something. He's crazy Eddie Vedder. <laughs> um, I hated that fucking al- I still hate that fucking album. Even flow, Hate it. I like their other stuff. Vitology, I like... When he stopped making the faces. You know what he was like? He was like Mel Gibson in the first Lethal Weapon when he was fucking acting like he was suicidal and it was so awful they had to make him stop. That's what Eddie Vedder was like, in the first Pearl Jam, and then and then they'd go to fucking interview. Do you ever see that interview Kurt Loder did? If somebody can find this fucking video, they interview Eddie Vedder, and he's like literally in like the fetal position, making this face like he doesn't want to be interviewed. It's like Eddie, you don't have to do the interview. You could just say yeah, I'm suffering from exhaustion, and everyone will think you have a coke problem. But who gives a fuck, right? So I wasn't into any of that shit. I didn't get into uh, Nirvana until probably 1993. And by then I noticed everybody was wearing flannel shirts and uh, smashing pumpkins. And all my bands were gone, banished, never to be returned until that that metal show came back triumphantly to bring back my music. But uh, yeah, I was late. I was definitely late. So I was I guess I mean I guess the article would suck. I'm such a moron. I was upset that no one said that, basically, in the article. Like, why would they say that, Bill? They're trying to commemorate a fucking masterpiece of an album. Why would they have a bunch of people going, you know, I thought it I didn't think anything about it. I thought Pearl Jam sucked. But I really I was still listening to uh <laughs> What the fuck I was listening to. The fuck was I listening to in the early '90s? I actually tried to get into jazz. I was flailing and just completely not progressing in my drumming at all. So I thought if I listened to jazz, I would get better. And I liked big band swing, and and you know, I I I saw all the great drummers. I used to go to the Regatta Bar in Boston. I saw Tony Williams. I saw Tony Williams in a fucking bar that held like 100 people. Louis Belson, I went up and shook his hand. I'm standing behind his drum kit. It was fucking ridiculous. Roy Haynes, I saw Max Roach. I saw all these guys. Didn't improve my drumming at all. That's what the fuck I was doing. And I was hanging out with my drum teacher who was like 70 years old. Uh, I don't know if I need to add this at this point, but yes, there was no pussy in my life at that point. So anyways, yeah, I kind of missed the beginning of the grunge thing. I'm not a Gen X. I think I'm old enough to be Gen X, but I'm not. I am a hair metal fucking 80s kid. That's who I am. I watched Family Ties, uh, Full Metal Jacket, The Lost Boys. That was my shit. That was when I came up. I can't help it that that's what the music... I thought Cinderella was a good band. What did I know? Just a fucking redhead kid in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, so they were just everybody was just going. I just heard it and I stopped in my tracks and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like, how did how did everybody know that? You know, I remember being annoyed by the uh, that their, their first video. When Kurt goes to take the fucking solo and he pretends like he's tap, like doing the tap on solo, like basically making fun of all the bands that I was listening to, and I was kind of like, who's this douche? You know, you call that a fucking solo? Just basically playing the goddamn melody of the song through a fucking distortion pedal? I'm not saying any of these thoughts were right. I think the guy's a fucking genius and the album's fucking unbelievable. But that's where my head was at. That is honestly where my head was at. Like, I when when Axl Rose had his run-in backstage with them at whatever award show that was when the, uh, the bass player and now Senator threw it up in the air and it fucking crashed down on his forehead. And I believe Dana Carvey was hosting going, did you see what that fucking guy just did? I was rooting for Axl Rose. <laughs> I think the only thing that I did respectively, respectably, as far as my m- music listening, between 1988 and 1992 was, I never bought Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. I hated the fucking band by that point. When they had Dizzy and Lizzie and all these other fucking guys... And they had Matt Sorum. And the whole fucking band was gone. And he was running around in goddamn biker shorts. And he had that stupid white fucking windscreen. Thing. The whole, it just, it was unfucking believable It just went right down the shitter. So that's where I was at. I was sitting there going, I can't believe they kicked Steven Adler out. That guy's a phenomenal fucking drummer. Changed the whole sound of the goddamn band. Now, Izzy left. That's what I was thinking of. I wasn't. My libido. A mosquito. Look at the windshield. Is that a mosquito? I wasn't listening to any of that. Yeah. I didn't listen to any of it. And then that fucking dude came on. That's when I started feeling old. I think when that when that album came out. And then Smashing Pumpkins came out. And whatever the fuck he was singing about. Cats, Siamese, Twins. The hell was that song? I don't know. Despite all my rage. All that shit. I was trying. I was trying so hard. But by then I was like 25 years old. And I got to tell you, it's fucking over. It's over. Music is for young people. Um, all right. There you go. If you wanted to relive the early 90s through my fucking eyeballs, there it was. Jesus Christ, was that long enough for you? Um the hell was I talking about? But I was, so anyway, so I freaked out my girl tonight because I was just like, listen. Um, evidently, this country is in the same financial position as some of my pothead uh, acquaintances. <laughs> One in particular who's been smoking weed for a good quarter of a century. He, he, This country is in the same financial position as that. So that is frightening to me. Because I don't know how to hunt, and even if I did know how to hunt, the only thing I could hunt around me is other human beings, and I'm not doing that. I had a fucking pig's head the other day, and I draw the line at that. All right? So, you know, you know there's really no simple way to tell the woman in your life that you want to get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about me wanting to get a gun? What am I going to do with it? You know? Let's say this whole fucking thing collapses and it's a goddamn police state, all right? And let's just pretend that I actually lived in a house and had a basement to hide in. So now I'm down there with my year's supply of Pop-Tarts, brown rice and water, and I got my little Glock and my little fucking box of bullets. Am I really going to stop whatever warlord has taken over my fucking neighborhood? Well, wait a minute. Why don't I become the warlord? Then I'll steal everybody else's rice a That would be great. That's what I'm going to do. If I ever buy a fucking house, I'm going to gain all my neighbors' confidence. I'm going to mow their lawns. uh, Fucking, I don't know what I'm going to do. Sweep up the streets. Ah, Jesus, look at him. And he looks like Ron Howard. Boy, do I feel safe around him. Then when the shit hits the fan, as they come running out of their houses, Mike, did you see the news? I'm going to be fucking... just firing it up in the air. Everybody on the ground! Right? I'm going to gather them up in a little cul-de-sac, right? And then I'm just going to tell them, if any of them moves, I'm going to shoot them in their buttocks, right? And then I'm going to go through all their fucking cabinets, like the goddamn Grinch when he took everybody's Christmas tree and I'm stealing all their fucking food. Then that'll be that'll be fucking awkward, right? Because then I'm gonna be fucking across the street with all their food as they're sitting in the cul-de-sac, going, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> ah, shit. I need a getaway car. I need a van. All right. It's a. It's you know. It's a, it's a it's a. It's like writing a script. Okay. We we we're we're just throwing shit against the wall here. All right. I'll, I'll basically I'll add to this every week. So right now I'm gonna get a gun and I'm gonna have a van. That's as far. As I've thought about dealing with the apocalypse, um, but no, but it ties back into what the fuck I was saying where it it you know everything is what it is until it isn't you know what I mean like well, what happens if the shit hits the fan what if people start attacking my house it's gonna be the house I don't have well then the, you just call the police, but it's like but if the shit hits the fan if this is and the shit basically hitting the fan is your the inability to write a check to pay people to continue doing their jobs. The second that happens, it's fucking over. It's going to be pandemonium, especially in this country. As I mentioned before on past podcasts, that this country, we are not one. All right? It's like gangs in New York here. It's like a fucking reality show. You know? You got the fucking Asian dude. You got the white dude, you got the fucking hoary blonde chick, you got the smarter brunette, you got the misunderstood black guy, you got the black girl fucking going to slap the white guy. That's what you, you got That all that, over and over and over again, all the way across the fucking country. I'm telling you, those rednecks, you know, it's such a gamble. Either way. Well, you just say, you know, you're basically, it's just like you're back in Reno, but you're doing it with where you live. Wherever you fucking live and you're rolling the dice. If you live in the fucking middle of nowhere with your well water, shooting squirrels every goddamn day, putting them on your fucking bagel, all right? You're rolling the dice that the shit is going to go down. And you're willing to live over there in them trees, right? Middle of fucking nowhere. And me, I'm rolling the dice that the shit isn't going to happen. You know, and as of five, six years ago, it didn't look like it was going to happen. And now all of a sudden it does. And that's it. I want a gun. I want a van. And I'm coming to your fucking cul-de-sac and I'm taking your Pop-Tarts. That's what's going to happen. That's my game plan. All right. Let's get on with the fucking uh, some YouTube videos for the week. Uh, This is one. This was absolutely hilarious. Um, Oh, because I got some shit last week from from some of my male listeners. Cause uh, when that lady trashed me and all stand up comedians and I actually admitted that she was right, they were, they were saying, Fuck that, she's not right, you're a pussy for blah 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 blah. Dude, you guys you guys are idiots. Alright? Do you know how you win arguments with women? Do you know how you win No, you don't. Shut up, you don't. I'm gonna tell this is how you do it. The first thing you have to do is when you're wrong, you have to admit it. Alright? You establish credibility. If every fucking time they give you shit, you come at them like a goddamn fucking wild dog frothing at the mouth, you got no credibility. You're just a loud asshole. Every once in a while, they get you, they're right, you gotta say they're right. Then they go, oh my god, I I wasn't expecting that. They got their guard down. See? All the ladies have their guard down this week because I said that they were right last week. Which now... Sets the platform for me to tell you about this fucking YouTube video this week. It's X Games 17 Moto X Enduro Women's Highlights. Now, if you thought women couldn't drive a fucking car. All right. Especially that that fucking broad that's never won a goddamn race and typical fucking broad. She can't win a fucking race, so now she's got to take her tits out in every goddamn commercial. Win a fucking race. Zip up your suit, win a race, or fucking go home and make some fucking chicken salad. All right. X- <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, XM Games, 17. It, it's basically the highlights of motocross, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, I, I don't know if these girls are 18 years old, but it, they, they just – it's. If you're a fan of three stooges and you're a fan of slapstick, they can't go over the jumps. You know, you need momentum to go over the jumps and they have logs laying there and you're supposed to fucking jump over them. They go up really cautiously and then they get right up to the log and then they gun it and then they tip over. It's fucking hilarious. That's the best part about it is in this video, there's like 20 people wiping out and they all do it going about three miles an hour. Why they're wearing helmets and fucking pads and shit is beyond me because they don't need them. Um, so check that one out. And uh, Also, I have the commercial for Bizarre uh, Guitars and and Gun Shop, but I, I want to give those guys a shout-out, and, t- and I want to thank them for uh, how nice they treated me. And uh, Rick D'Elia, the comedian who opened up for me, who actually st- I started out with in Boston many, many moons ago. Um... And they 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 took us down. I kind of glossed over it in that story. They have a vault downstairs, and I'm telling you, the guitars they have down there. They had like a Gibson Firebird from like the either the late '50s or early '60s, and it was a 12 string. I've never seen anything like it. Just to, I, I took a couple of pictures down. They were nice enough to let me take a couple of pictures, but they they. It, it was insane. It was insane. It was like the Holy grail of it's the greatest collection of guitars I've ever fucking seen. Um, so anyways, definitely check that out. Uh, so, but they make hilarious commercials. I mean, how can you not make a hilarious fucking commercial when you sell guns and guitars? Um, also, uh, I talked about last week how I ate a pig's head with Robert Kelly up in Montreal, Canada. Um, I, I mean, I didn't really eat it. I only had a couple of bites, but Bobby went fucking crazy. Ear, nose, eyeball, cheek. Fucking dude threw down. Uh, There's a guy. There's a guy who's going to survive when the shit goes down. Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly doesn't give a fuck. He'll He'll eat the eye out of a goddamn pig's head. Okay, that's the kind of guy you want on your team when the apocalypse happens. All right? And he's a very likable guy. People absolutely love him. So he doesn't need a gun. See me? I'm a dick. I need a gun. Um, Robert Kelly actually has a podcast too. I wish I knew the fucking name of it. I would hype it, but search him. He has an app, a one-stop fucking, you click on it and everything, Robert Kelly comes to fruition. I just say fruition. Um, anyways, let's plow ahead here. Uh, so last week I asked to hear some fucking questions from the ladies and I got some, here we go from the ladies. Hey, Bill. I've been listening to your Monday morning podcast for about a year. Uh, Actually, my boyfriend listens, but now I'm hooked, which is awesome. Uh, Anyways, I just want to say that I agree with you about the 21-year-old virgin from last week. Uh, And then she says, what Mia, it's Nia with an N, not an M. A lot of people mess that up. What Nia with an N says makes sense to my wiring. Being a female, romance and fuzzy feelings are fun. But my 10-year relationship has given me a little insight into a man's perspective. And I agree that the young man may get laid, get totally attached to the nerdy chick, and then, like a little domesticated puppy dog, proceed to follow this nerdy first-time girl around, waiting and for, waiting for her sexual peak, waiting and waiting and waiting. Then, voila, he's 40, horny, feels like he's wasted his youth, perhaps angry at himself and women at large, and then who knows, maybe a comb-over and a Corvette, maybe a serial killer, who knows. For the record, it's not that I don't think love works, but I do think that men have to come to that on their own. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely. She's basically agreeing with me that you have to fuck the demon out of you. Um, After they've realized that they want a relationship to come home to, or perhaps they realize that they don't, which is fine. Uh, but then there won't be children to fuck over and a relationship ruined. Absolutely. Now, if I hadn't freaked out Nia about my goddamn gun talk, you, you guys would have loved me. Charlton Heston would have been fucking high-fiving me from the goddamn grave. Um, I could have had her comment on that. Uh, number two. Actually, you know what? Let me get her for a second. Hang on a second. Okay, and with the magic of the pause button... The lovely Nia has returned to the podcast, and <laughs> and don't you look lovely? Thank you. Um, all right, listen to this. I actually got to kind of read that. The, this girl actually kind of agreed with me last week. Remember last last week, the twenty one year old version, version, virgin. virgin? <laughs> Why do you
1: keep saying version?
0: I don't. I have like I. I would love to say that I have dyslexia. I'm like one, I have a rare case of dyslexia where dyslexia is. where I don't even have to be reading to do it.
1: Right. You just mispronounce words. All right, so who agrees oh, with you? Oh, are
0: you in a mood? Are you in a mood? Let's keep it nice, okay? I didn't. I didn't bring you on here to have you do things that I don't appreciate. All right, <laughs> just so get anyways, on with it. The twenty-one-year-old virgin. <laughs> yes, this is a lady who's saying this. All right, because I asked the broads, you know. To quit their fucking whining and write a goddamn email. Just
1: read what was written. I'm
0: trying to make it funny here. Let me turn you up a little bit, there, fucking squeaky. Um. So I all right. Well, I already read this damn thing. I I have to I have to paraphrase now. Okay. Um. She says basically, Nia. I told her it's not Mia. Uh, <laughs> Happens all the time. Makes sense with all the warm fuzzy feelings. Look at me. Don't look at the email. All right. But now that she's been in a relationship for ten years. She kinda understands that uh guys have to come to a point I'll where look. where where they where they realize that they want to be in a relationship. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So telling this guy right out of the gate to just go for the warm fuzzy might be the right thing, but I mean you could send this this guy could end up just latching onto the first thing he ever fucking, you know, bent over. Right, and then all of a sudden he comes out the other side and just realizes, you know, I wasn't in love with this girl and all this pussy I could have gotten, and then it could make him a, a woman oh, hater.
1: Give me a break! That's gonna that's gonna make him a woman hater.
0: Yeah, as opposed to
1: what? So. Following, wanting to take somebody out and go on dates and stuff and having it not work out, that's a worse idea than just going out and just banging a bunch of chicks. Because banging a bunch of chicks and just treating them like disposable fuck toys, that that's not going to make him I'm not saying, disregard I'm women. not saying. No, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do that at all. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm the crazy one. Oh, Jesus Christ. That he, Can we, we turn the sarcasm
0: down a couple of notches? Nia, first of all, you don't understand how guys are wired.
1: I do understand how guys are wired. You don't.
0: I don't understand how you're fucking wired. I would never tell you what you're thinking. You're telling me, like, I'm telling you right now.
1: I didn't tell, first of all, I didn't tell him how he's wired. I just said if he had an instinct. The thing is, you guys are twisting everything that I set up. All I suggested was, he said, oh, should I take her out to dinner and all this other stuff? or, Or take her out and... Because he was talking about being a nerd and, liking I don't remember what he said. But he, he, he said something about wanting to take her out and getting to know her. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. And now it's like, no, it's terrible. Because he's a boy. You should tell him just to fuck everybody. No, and not what take I'm saying. anyone out. Because God saying. forbid he falls in love.
0: I'm saying this dude, is he's, he's in dire straits right now, okay? If he's 16 fucking years old and he likes a girl, okay. Dire
1: straits, it's not that serious. He's only 21
0: years old. No, that, no. He's up to his fucking neck in I'm never going to get laid in my life, okay? And the water is swirling down the fucking drain, all right? So he's desperate right now. So anybody fucking pays attention to him. I'm not saying... I am just was worried that that's what the fuck he was going to do. He's going to get sucked into a goddamn relationship and... There is that thing. And you know something there yeah? when people fuck up in life, how often did they, do they actually own up to it themselves? Like that was a stupid thing that I did. They usually don't. That's how you end up fucking why he could possibly end up hating women. Cause he's going to blame them. Not that it's, that it's their fault. It's not this nerdy chick's fault that this guy hasn't gotten laid in 21 fucking years. You know, it's not her fault, but it'll end up being her fault. You, you I mean, I'm, I'm explaining resentment to you. You understand resentment. I don't need to explain that, right?
1: Yeah, but I think you're also, when people talk about doing stuff like that, it, that you're also coming from a place of fear, and I just don't believe in that.
0: You know, I can't argue that. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> See that, people? I establish credibility. You admit when you're fucking wrong. I do come from a place of fear. I know what you bitches is up to. All right, number <laughs> yeah. two. Uh, dear, dearest William, you always bitched- Who wrote that. No one did. I just dressed it up. a little. Oh, OK. <laughs> you always you always bitch that women don't write in for advice. Well, here you go. I met this guy a year ago. Now, I want to answer this one before you go on one of your rants. Let me just answer this one. And then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I met this guy a year ago uh, at a mutual friend's wedding. He's fucking hot. Uh, He wore a pair of pants that were so tight I could see everything. Wow. (laughs) Could see his sausage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My sausage. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say. He gift-wrapped his package, and it was well-received. hey Wait a minute. She keeps going with the late-night jokes, but he's so cocky. but bump, bump, she says. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't think uh, he'd have any interest in me. A while later, he invited me to a party and paid me an undue amount of attention. About a week later, he had me over for dinner. And when I say he had me over for dinner... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that that sounds that like a setup? setup. No, but it isn't. Okay. It isn't. And when I say and when I say dinner, I mean yeah. It's
1: like a bad Sex in the City joke. Yes, that
0: you've <laughs> watched every episode a hundred fucking times. I have.
1: Ugh. Well, that's why I can speak on it better than you can because you haven't seen it. So anyway, read the rest
0: of the letter. Dude, yeah, that show. It's like fucking Entourage. You see one episode, you've seen it. Oh my god, we have a problem. What's going to happen? Oh, it all worked out. Let's go to Vegas. Fuck you, turtle. <laughs> right? No. That's the episode. No. All right, whatever. Go fuck. It. I don't give a shit. I watch sports. Um, anyways, and when I say I mean we ate, uh, <laughs> I mean this is funny. This is actually funny. She goes, I mean he bragged about himself a lot and we jumped into bed basically before I drained the drops from my wine glass. That's what you do with a dildo, right? I like this girl. She's fucking, wow. she's using them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Can you believe that? Can you believe, look at you. Just
1: Is she is she calling saying I never get laid and what do I do about it? No, she's talking about something else entirely. So don't even no, try no, to no, compare no, the no. two situations. That's not what
0: I'm saying. I'm saying that women can think like guys too. Duh. Well, I thought that that's what you were reacting to. No. Like going, wow. Like, why'd you say wow? No, because
1: I think that's awesome. She's very, being very upfront about it.
0: Oh, well, your, yeah, it was a, your, your no. read of WoW was terrible. Well, fuck was, you.
1: <laughs> I'm not auditioning for your little
0: ham radio show you have going on here. Really? The one that you go, <laughs> can I be on it again?
1: You asked me to come in here tonight.
0: That's because I felt bad because I freaked you out about saying how I wanted to buy extra paper towels. Oh, my gosh. They know what it was about. All right, let's fly. Okay, let's go here. Uh, we slept together about once a week for the next two months, but because he said at – uh, because he said at the first dinner that he wasn't into having a relationship, even though all his friends marvel that he's so wonderful and not yet not married. I did my best to keep it casual. So this guy basically said he didn't want a relationship, so she's keeping it casual. Anyways, after we hung out a bit, I started to realize he wasn't really as much of a dildo as I initially thought and I knew I was in danger of developing feelings for him. Uh-oh. So, of course, I got more distant, and he eventually, he ended it saying, ironically, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> and then she, in parentheses, says, Wait, what? I thought you said you didn't want a relationship. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's what she wrote. All right. She goes, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't object, but I told him I wanted to be friends and may, and may have sent him an overly drippy, drunk text or two. Um, last week, we had dinner, and from the second he, uh, he got there, his hands were all over me. He flirted like fucking crazy all night, uh, but we went our separate ways. Here's what I want to know. Is it possible for us to date now, like for real? Now that I, I know him better, I think we could really have something. But in my experience, and according to all my male friends, guys don't stay interested in someone they fucked before, especially if he got bored enough to end it the first time around. What should take, Bill? Can I make this happen again? And if so, how? This is what I think. I think the fact that this guy's a douche. (laughs) All right? That's the father of your kids, some guy who shows up with his fucking package hanging (laughs) up, you know? Like he's fucking Robert Plant and the song remains the same. That's the guy you're going to fucking breed with. And then you have dinner with him, and all he does is talk about himself. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me do this. I'm I don't agreeing. need you doing. Uh, I don't like that.
1: You don't like me agreeing with no, you.
0: No, I don't want that. Okay. I'm not. I'm not at a, in a church right now. I don't need to go. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think you know what. This, okay. You know what? We can talk about this. You know what I think really happened? I think that his ego was bruised. This guy's obviously tremendously fucking insecure. So he, he overcompensates with the fucking ego. So he talks about and how he awesome has a big he is. Dick,
1: so he bangs a lot of girls, and girls get all caught up in it, like you do sometimes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I really didn't need to know that. I I'm just really being honest. didn't need to know. Can you just shut up and let, let <laughs> me just, I'll walk out of the room as you fucking answer this. Oh, okay. This is it, all right? Yeah. He fucking, <laughs> so I try to desperately forget what the fuck <laughs> he just said there. Um, he basically, I think his ego's hurt. The fact that she wasn't totally fucking into him. Right. And then when he said, well, fuck it, it's over. He was trying to get her to fucking beg for it, and she didn't. Yeah. And she didn't. So now he's coming back, trying to get her all, her all into him, so then he can tell her to go fuck herself. Yeah. That's what I he's, think he's
1: going to – am I right? Yeah, he's playing mind games with you, sweetie.
0: Run the other way. Run the other way. There you go. Yep. Jesus Christ, Neil. Really? What really? Yeah, he had a big dick, which you sometimes get caught up in. Why don't fucking women? <laughs> why don't women talk like that on TV? Why do you guys just fucking sit there and you act like? You, why don't you guys talk like that? I don't know. Why can't you guys show that you're just as big of fucking pigs as we are?
1: Well, maybe if we if women rallied more and got in the the business of writing and producing and executing, then there would be more shows like that. But you know. Women have to write this shit. We have to make it happen. Can't rely on men to do it for us. So, yeah, that's it. But, yeah, he's a... Who um, are you? What do you mean, who am I? Who are...
0: I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're causing revolution. You're talking (laughs) about big dicks. (laughs) Let's move on to the next question. I'm being honest.
1: No, people want to hear an honest answer. And, you know, the situation that she found herself in is not unusual, but he is a mind... He's a game player. So, you know... She needs, to, she needs to go in the other direction. She needs to go in the other yeah, direction. This guys just, a fucking. Just leave it alone. You will loser. find you will find another guy who you'll have incredible sex with, who has a nice dick, and he's not gonna be <laughs> this manipulator. <laughs> That's the thing. You can have a guy that like is amazing. you multiple orgasms you know and he's not you know an what?
0: asshole. It's possible. You know what? It's hard. But you'll find him. I like how you went back to wacky humor. It's hard because God oh, I, knows, did he, I didn't God even knows mean to do I do don't that. have that. Um, <laughs> I think it's time for you to get a spinoff podcast because if you're going to start talking like this, I, I, I really can't. Frankly
1: oh, and me. honestly, Bill, what I do is no different from your rants and raves. It's just a different tone. Yeah, but it's my you're, podcast. I know,
0: but you're it's being my podcast. This isn't your fucking podcast. minute, I get it. This is like, wait a minute, wait. It. It's just like you walk into it. fucking, you walk into Tyco, and without talking to anybody else, you start building your own fucking toys. Oh so, All right. so you
1: don't like you don't like the toys that I'm bringing huh?
0: to the the You pitch the, them first. Playyard. <laughs> you pitch them first. You don't just fucking throw them out there in the goddamn meeting. It isn't that kind of a show we come Go back to your office. <laughs> I'll see it for.
1: We we get on here, we just start talking. You don't ever know what's going to happen. Isn't that the exciting part?
0: Oh god. You've never annoyed me more. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking around. You think I don't know all of this shit about you? I was going to say, we're very honest with each other about our past. So yeah, well. I didn't know you were going to say it on the fucking podcast. You're sitting there telling anything. me not to bring up the fact that I want to get a goddamn gun, but you're going to sit there talking about a uh, uh, fucking dicks here?
1: Did I say anything about personal experience? No, I did not.
0: Jesus Christ, Nia.
1: I didn't. I didn't say when I, so blah, what are you, blah. I, blah. I, I, yeah, I never exactly. said
0: that. Okay, okay. This, is, this has just become a <laughs> riveting podcast. All right, here we go. Number three. Hey, Bill, uh, I've been a huge fan for many years and decided to finally write in. Write. R-I-G-H-T. R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to tell you that as a woman, I agree with your comment. It's effortless for women to nurture and make a great sandwich. she's agreeing with what i say i currently work from home and our family oh
1: nurture and make a sandwich. i thought like nurture like the sandwich no (laughs) nurture and make a great sandwich okay all
0: right i currently work from home and our family watches our son while i work since our family watches our son i feel he's getting just as much care as i would give him if i was home plus having two incomes is very helpful Uh, I've heard you mention on several podcasts that you don't feel divorced women (laughs) this always scares me because I can't even remember half the shit I say on this podcast I've heard you mention on several podcasts that you don't feel divorced women who stay at home should get money from their husband if he worked during the marriage that's not really what I said I do agree that not all women should get money in a divorce so my question for you is this if a woman stays at home to watch her kids while her husband works and they and they divorce, no cheating, just regular old divorce, do you think she should get money in the divorce even though she didn't work during the marriage? Just wanted to get your thoughts on this scenario as the husband and wife both decided uh, on that specific work arrangement. Thanks for the podcast, big fan. Oh, yeah, see, as always, I probably said it in a confusing way, trying to be funny. I'm not saying that a guy should just be able to walk away from a wife and kids and the wife doesn't deserve any fucking money what i'm saying is these women who get like 50 grand a month 30 grand a month 15 20 grand a fucking month to raise kids is ridiculous the fact that it 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 suddenly you know when you're together it only i mean how much does it cost a month to raise a kid let's say a thousand bucks
1: it costs more than a thousand dollars how old
0: is the kid wait 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 let's let's back okay yeah go ahead tell me tell me get up to a thousand dollars tell me everything you buy
1: well it depends it depends on how old they are if they're in a school if they're in activities if they need school supplies if they need school clothes if they need
0: they don't need that every month food
1: if they they don't need that every month dental if they need to go to the doctor if they have
0: braces if they get hurt like all right i'll give you two grand a month two grand a month do you think you can keep an eight-year-old alive on two grand a month (laughs) Will there be enough cereal in the cupboard? <laughs> Will he have enough clothes to wear? <laughs> 2 grand a month. 24 grand a year for a fucking kid. Do you think you can somehow get this kid some popsicles? Of
1: course people have done it. People have done it on much less. Everyone knows that it's possible.
0: Why are you acting? Nia, I fucking had What? We fucking had tough skins. I knew what the fuck my school clothes were going to look like next year because my fucking older brother was wearing them. (laughs) All right? (laughs) They fucking handed them down. There was no iPods. There was no iPads. There was none of that shit. We were like 80 bucks each a month. The reality is I don't know how much it costs to raise a child per month. Well, I can tell you right now it doesn't cost 30 grand. That's what I'm saying, ladies. I'm just saying when you go through a fucking divorce, this whole goddamn thing where because the relationship failed and you're pissed now... And you're fucking angry that you're now going to take this guy for every, every dime he's worth. Which is actually a cliched statement at this point. I'm taking you for everything you're fucking worth. And it's like everything. Exactly. Not 50%. Everything. And a lot of those cases, like the ones that, that really stick out, are the ones where this guy has this unbelievable fucking career. He's earning all the goddamn money. What kills me is that the, the, the ex-spouse gets to take credit by saying, I supported. I supported him. Like you, what what is it? That's just such a fucking intangible. Support it how? You can do it, honey. Ra rah, yeah. rah sis, boom,
1: bah. Yeah and then he goes out emotionally. and emotionally. Yeah. You don't think that has any value?
0: Yeah, but I don't it not fifty grand a month doesn't.
1: How much do you think that's worth?
0: That's worth me making sure you don't starve to death and you have a nice place to live and I'll pay for it. But how it, much do
1: you think that's gonna cost? How much do I think it's going to yeah, cost? Yeah, for all that.
0: I don't know. Probably, what, three, four grand a month? Is that
1: include rent? Yeah. <laughs> Where are these people living that
0: three or four grand is enough for everything? About 90% of the places? Yeah, we lived in New York, and now we live in L.A. You're getting a totally uh, skewed how much it costs to fucking live. Yeah, I was just in Reno, okay? Reno, Nevada, they got homes out there that look like they are like fucking almost three thousand square feet. You can get it for two hundred grand. If you know you, what a three thousand foot square foot house in fucking Hollywood costs, it'd be like a million and a half. But if you're divorced
1: and How, why the didn't kid, you listen to that? I did, but I'm 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 asking a question. If you get divorced right. and the kid goes to live with the mother, so the two of them need a place to live, right? So the place has to be paid for. And everything that kind of goes along with that, you know, bills, groceries, car, whatever, fuel, and then the kids got school stuff that needs to be taken
0: care of. Okay, they have their own set of expenses. Okay, again, yeah, this is think about all that. You so could, you this could, is where you, but you this also how, get a job and you could help with that.
1: Absolutely, but initially, if say for some reason somebody's been married for 10, 15 years, and the couple has decided mutually that the husband, say, is going to be the one that actually physically goes out and does like a nine-to-five type of job. I already
0: agreed with this. I already agreed that the guy shouldn't be allowed to leave high and drive. What okay. I'm talking about is the ridiculous You're about amount astronomical. of fucking – Yeah, because yeah. this is what ends up happening is the guy fucking pays for everything. The guy goes from living in a fucking house in a, in a, in a relationship that's allegedly working. When it's working, he gets to live in the house. When it stops working – the the wife for the most part con- ex-wife continues to live in the house he goes and lives in a one bedroom apartment what about him why doesn't he get to say well i'm used to a certain lifestyle
1: i don't know but i also do, yeah I, I don't know yeah it becomes know.
0: like that thing no so what i'm saying what i'm saying is everybody's lifestyle goes down okay you do what's right for the kid but everybody's lifestyle goes down but what what it's I, also about the, what the transition
1: I, for the child. And if the child is going the from living in a situation. And the fucking woman drafts
0: behind that shit. I'm doing it for the kid. It's like fucking what's-his-face's uh, ex-wife. She took his championship belts and tries to say, I'm holding on to these for the kids when they turn 18. Cool. Sugar Shane Mosley's wife. Oh, I don't know anything got about it. that story. Well, he got his, his ex-wife is getting his championship belts in the divorce. Really? Yeah. That's, see, that's what, that's That's ridiculous. That's what, okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about how you're living in a 5,000 square foot giant goddamn house when the relationship's working. The relationship fails, but what failure financially does the woman feel? The guy has to go fucking live in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom if he's making sick fucking money, but the wife gets to stay in the fucking house, still sitting by the pool.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure she's oh so happy about it, too. There's a lot of emotional damage that happens with these kind of things too. So Nia, where would you rather where would you where well, where would
0: you rather have your emotional damage in the 5000 square foot house or the two bedroom down the street? <laughs> the
1: 5000. Yes. <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying. Nia, I'm not saying that a guy should be able to walk away from a relationship. I'm not saying that the woman didn't make a sacrifice in that scenario where she agrees to stay home and she fucks her own career. You definitely owe her on that one. But what I'm saying is is the owing goes to to such a fucking degree that financially it's like she's still in the marriage. It's like they never left. They got that whole thing. She's used to a certain lifestyle. That's like actually not laughable in court. That's a legitimate... Angle to get more money that she's used to a certain lifestyle. Well, it's like, well, she used to be married. She's not fucking married anymore. There was a failure here. And it was 50% your failure unless the guy went out and cheated on you or something like that. You know, which is a, a totally different fucking animal. I'm just talking. We fell out of love. It's not fucking working anymore. And then somebody pulls the trigger. And then when the fucking wife goes psycho and says, I'm taking you for everything you got. And then she does. I just don't think that's fucking fair. I think it's bullshit.
1: Okay.
0: And I don't see anything on TV presenting that point of view. Yes. There's plenty of shit on there about wife beaters yes, and all that other type of stuff. Know, that's all I'm I saying. Know, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So in answer to this this woman here, I think if, if the, the, the the husband and wife both agree that she's not going to work, she's going to put her, her career on hold, that, yeah, that's it. That you're... You can't you can't just leave somebody high and dry like that. All right? But just because you decided to do that doesn't mean that this guy now has to well maybe it does because she can't earn a fucking income if she has a 17 year well, gap, i'm going
1: to say like and then she's trying to get a job again and you know all these expenses still need to be paid that that part so it's and, not like she can, and just, I'm not arguing she can that. just jump back into her you know lawyer career or whatever the hell else she was doing before it's not that easy so all right, well, i'm be not a arguing i'm not
0: arguing that part i'm saying i'm talking about the one where you know they're both fucking working they both have jobs okay and the husband is this phenomenally talented guy who's making a ton of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that the wife gets to take credit for it. Well, I supported him. I said that you should fucking develop the iPad that's or whatever. Not
1: not legitimate. What is support? The? That's you're making it seem like that's
0: just like a stupid thing. I'm not saying the idea that. I'm of not, supporting I'm someone that. emotionally. That's it. I'm not saying a that lot. that's stupid. I'm just saying it's not. It, you, you don't get to take 90% of the fucking money because you supported somebody. He did 100% of the fucking work and you did you, you, you did 100% of the supporting, so you get 90% of the money. Like, how does that math work?
1: Well, if you're talking about kids, it's not just emotional support. It's running like the everyday, day to day.
0: There it is. There it is. Stuff. Yeah, you, you draft behind the kids. Well, what about the kids? What about the kids? I need your championship belts. I need 25 grand a fucking month to raise two kids. It's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Guys are getting fucking raped out there. They're getting raped in these divorces.
1: No, well, I don't think it's right of you to make these blanket statements about stuff like Nia, that. Mia, this podcast Especially is all about blanket never, statements. Since you've never been married, you've never been divorced, and you've never had children. So your outrage is Please like I don't Please ask me know what I'm basing it on. From. Please
0: ask me what I'm basing it on. What ask, are you basing it on? I worked third shift in a warehouse. There was three people who fucking worked there. Drug addicts. People working their way through college and divorced men. Working a fucking second job, hating their goddamn lives, living in fucking one-bedroom apartments, paying for houses. There was like a half dozen of them. Those guys, a particular radio personality that I know, Mm -hmm. whose fucking ex-wife lied and said that she supported his dream to get into show business when she didn't according to him of course but yeah, i believe according it according to him but i believe it yeah i yeah by the end of it she had a basically a husband and she wouldn't marry the dude because the alimony payments she was getting from the from her first husband was way more money so she just she just never well, let the guy move in i think that's the exception more than it is the rule what is that based on the fact that you you just don't want any of this to be true i'm giving you an no. act, actual example you asked me what it was fucking based in. And it's also based in doing research. You know what I mean? What kind of research? What do you mean what kind of research? I read about the shit on the internet. I find out about divorce laws. I talk to people who are fucking divorced. I talk to people. I meet people off my shows all the time. We've been married this long. We love it, blah, blah. We decide not to have kids. We're going with dogs. You should definitely get married, blah, blah, blah. Dude, don't fucking do it. Don't do it. I fucking talk to all kinds, that kind of research. That's the research I do. I talk to people who are married. That's what I do.
1: Hmm. It's
0: like I'm going to buy an old car. I talk to a mechanic first. What do I look for? What, am, what, what, what can I get involved in here? How, uh, how do I get a good one? Is that fucked? No, I guess not. I mean, you've never been married. You don't
1: have any kids. yet. You seem to have some strong opinions. Well, because my parents were divorced and my grandparents were divorced. And it's like kind of a big thing in my life. So, yeah, I feel like I can speak from adequate experience
0: so so you so you witnessed a relationship, my parents are still together, so what I can't comment on divorce? No, I'm not saying that you can't, but you're acting
1: like somebody who's actually gone through it yourself, and that's why you're so outraged because you yourself have dealt with this, whatever, we're not gonna see eye to eye on this. So, whatever.
0: What happened to you? Where did all the fun go in the podcast? All of a sudden, you just took it to this serious goddamn place. Because my dad and my parents' and Well, it's true. And, and the fucking yeah. people coming over on the Mayflower, they broke up <laughs> and they switched ships. Jesus fucking Christ, Nia. What, the, what happened? Do I have to edit out this last part of it? Why would you edit it out? I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just trying to say something fucking slightly upbeat. Oh,
1: all right. Well, maybe I'm sensitive about it because it is something that I've gone
0: through. All right. We'll discuss it later. All right. That's the Monday morning podcast (laughs) for this fucking week. Jesus Christ, Nia. What? See me in my office. I bring you on here to bring the funny. Okay. I don't want you to. I didn't do good this week? No, you did. Of course you did. You did great, but you took it to a fucking place I didn't want to go to. You know what? I think we have all the colors of the rainbow on this one. I keep it real, man. You just can't handle it. You know what? You're already feeling yourself. You got a couple of good <laughs> comments on Twitter about your performances. And now look at you. You're resting on your laurels.
1: No, I'm not. I'm you just speaking honestly. I'm speaking honestly. You are
0: suspended for the next two weeks i No, when listen. The let me let me just say something, all right? Listen, everybody. That's the Monday Morning Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't take any shit. And, uh, go fuck yourselves and everything else I say. Oh, very special announcement. Uh, once again, I'll be making it on the Opie and Anthony program, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please listen. And uh, for those of you who don't have Sirius XM and can't listen to Opie and Anthony, um, I, I will be tweeting about it and all that fucking bullshit afterwards. And uh, but please tune in and and um, and that's it. I suck at this. All right, <laughs> see you.